Hey, agency owners, it's time for a new episode of the Agency Blueprint, the number one podcast for agency owners looking to discover strategies for scaling an agency to seven figures and beyond, while reducing stress and getting your personal life back. I'm your host, Robert Patton, international bestselling author, agency scale partner, and founder of Creative Agency Success. If you enjoy our podcast, please do me a favor and hit that subscribe button to make sure you never miss an episode and help keep this show at the top of the charts so it can be found by more agency owners like you. And now for the show. All right, everyone, you've got Darren and Robert again today to talk about servant leadership and how to be a servant leader agency owner. So we have the likes of Gandhi, Mother Teresa, Nelson Mandela, or some really well-known servant leaders. Servant leaders are focused on investing in building up and developing the people they lead. There are three levels of leadership. The first is title leadership and thinking, you know, focused on the power and the position. It's kind of that command and control management style that because I'm the boss, you just have to do it. And really, they are in a leadership title by name only. Then you have the transactional leader, the ones that are focused on creating a win-win scenario for people. I will give you more in exchange for you doing more. People will leave and then when another leader gives them more, then you have the servant leader. They're the ones that actually strive to meet the needs and hit their true values, the needs of their team, and build meaningful loyalty that's off the chart because the team is deep-rooted in knowing that their needs are being met fully and holistically. Oh, man. Just going through that list when you're talking, you're like the 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 title leadership, right? So the person who's just the command and control, like, I'm the boss, you must do this. Like, I physically cringed because I, like, I've had an experience with somebody who was just that, like, I'm the boss, you got to do it, that kind of thing. And it was just, it's made you want to leave immediately kind of thing, right? So, like, realistically, yeah, just don't be that guy <laughs> or girl. <laughs> yeah, 100% do not be that guy or girl. Pragmatically, right? I mean, when you think about it, all of us would prefer a servant leader to be the servant leader of our agency, right? As well as, you know, have our team have a servant leader. But it's not just something that we choose to be, right? Like you have to work and you can't do it from a purely selfish position so that you can add to your bottom line as well. Like you need to think about it in a really value-oriented mindset. It does have impacts to the bottom line and it will improve your agency too. Because you're going to have less t turnover, your team is going to be more invested, they're going to have greater alignment, they're going to work harder because they care and they know that you care about them as people and that you're interested in serving them. And it's super incredibly important. Yeah, I also think that it, it's, it's different, right? When you have somebody who has your best interest at heart right? You don't want to let them down. Like you, you want to make sure that you're, you're living up to your end of the, of the relationship where you're doing everything you can to make sure that we as a team, right? Because when you're the leader, you're just, you're the leader of a team so that we as the team succeed. So I'm going to do the best I can because I want to make sure that I'm doing my part because I know you're doing your part and you're have my best interest at heart. And so you're always looking out for each other. It's a reciprocal relationship, right? 
100%. And so how do you how do you think about this, right? Like, what is the, the way that you allow for setting up a framework, right? Like, what is the, the process, right? I mean, I think that the first step is encouraging your team to share. The there is um this interesting situation that happened years ago that I think started my sort of process. And I I mean it took years to get to, and I don't know whether I'm fully servant leader, I'm working towards it and continue to think it's a, a thing that you continue to work towards and foster yourself to be better as a leader and as a manager. But there was this instance in my early 20s working at an agency where I was in a room with the CEO and this guy that was looking to sell something to to the owner. And the guy was obviously a new salesperson and didn't understand the financial product and I did. I understood it better. And um I was questioning him loads and I was showing my mental acuity over his as the dumb young 20 year old I was very ego driven and was wanting to establish my dominance in the situation and I think I did that whether that was the right thing to do or not I will continue to elaborate on the CEO at the end of the meeting pulled me aside and was like you know Robert you may have been the smartest person in the room actually no in fact I'm pretty sure that you were but you know what is really sad? You will never know. And that fucking hit me like a ton of bricks. Like he's so right. I didn't let the guy speak. I didn't give myself the opportunity to learn from this person, to even recognize that they have something of value to provide the conversation. And from that moment forward, every single person I encounter and that I encountered from that point forward, I made a promise to myself that I would look to have them and allow them to share, want to learn from them. And it doesn't matter whether I have a greater amount of experience or knowledge in a specific topic, they have a different perspective that I could never have because I've only ever lived in this one body with this one mind. And their perspective can be illuminating in so many ways. And that I need to focus on allowing my own possibility and theirs to be expanded by encouraging them to share their story, to share their reason, to share their lives and allow for that to be a way for us to connect and get to know each other and ultimately create alignment. Right. It it just brings about a deeper connection and allows you to understand their perspective as well as like where they're coming from and why they're thinking a certain way. But as well, just like in that situation, it's funny to me how little or how often I hear or or like agency owners or managers or leaders, like they have a whole team, right? And you're, you may be, you're removed from like day to day that's going on with the client, right? So the person who's actually doing the work probably has the the most in-depth knowledge of what is going on and they can provide you with some insight, right? So you may be looking at, overall metrics it's like oh well why is our why is our revenue down or, or like oh like why is our you know what i'm saying like why is our client turnover like not fulfilling right or, or you know what i'm saying and the person who's actually doing the work probably would be the first person i would ask like hey like why 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 did this, this client feel this way or or you know what i'm saying like why you'll get the story behind the numbers you'll actually learn what areas to improve on or what things you can do in your agency to make it better 
right? Because people who are literally spending 40 hours of their week doing the tasks probably have the best impact or the most knowledge of like what probably would help the agency overall. Yep. And that's why it's so incredibly important that you always ask for feedback and provide feedback correctly, right? So something's going wrong and your initial response is to be angry at the person. So a client fired us, for example, let's say, right? And the initial reaction is to blame the project manager or the account lead on that situation and go to them of like, well, what did you do? What happened? What's going on out of a place of frustration? Rather than, hey, I'm a bit disappointed that we got this notice from the client. Do you have any insight into what may have happened or what we might be able to do differently next time? And let that person provide you with insight. There's so much information that they can provide and help with and problem solve because they have insight that you could never have had than not having had that relationship and making sure that you're asking it in a less of a triggered, frustrated way, but doing it from a place of wanting to solve and wanting to hear. Yeah, because literally the first way that you said it is just like, okay, like it's very accusatory, right? It's just like you are automatically assuming that I'm the one who did something wrong or you know what I'm saying? Like that I'm the reason. And it's just like, you don't want to be in that, that environment that that creates, right? That hostile environment where everybody's on, on pins and needles now, because they, they feel like if a client leaves for any reason, like I'm going to be the one accused of it. And, and it just starts affecting and bleeding over into the workplace, starts bleeding over into their work. And overall, it, it doesn't create a good environment for the overall business. 100% and you create these fear triggers that have them not wanting to actually engage in doing additional things, right? You now having them not wanting to try new things, not wanting to come up with solutions, you have them now being fearful of what's going on, right? I've said this many times before, and I'll say it again. There's not a, I'm not going to say not a single, there's, I'm sure there's exceptions to this rule. But the vast majority of your team, 99.99999% of them, don't show up to work that day and think, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to fuck everything up today. I'm just going to be a really bad employee. And that sounds like fun. That is not how they're coming to work. That is not what they're looking to accomplish. And sure, they may mess things up that day. But that was not their intention. And they probably feel really bad already. And if in that scenario that I was playing out where the client has let you go and you have that response, they're probably already wondering, what did I do? What could I have done differently? And now you're just reaffirming the negative feeling that they already have about themselves and not giving it the opportunity to solve together and create a more meaningful relationship. I, I just think that there's so much that is missed in an agency when you're not thinking about the team first. When you're in a, any service-based business, what you're selling is your team's time, expertise, know-how. And if you're not focusing on making sure that your team is happy, excited, aligned, motivated, then what are you doing? Your product, just at base business level, your product is unhappy 
which means that your clients by proxy are going to be unhappy because they're getting a bad service because your team is unhappy. So why not actually focus on having your team be better and having you create greater alignment that allows for them to be happy and then provide a better product and service, like just at the base business fundamental level, it's what you should be doing. Yeah, I, I don't think people come to work like, yeah, I was going to mess everything up today. I think the only time and like the only time somebody would do that is just in revenge. It's just like you came, you berated me in front of my my peers, my staff. You made me feel belittled. I mean, it's like, okay, well, first thing I'm gonna do is look for another job, right? And then when I find and secure that other job, it's like, okay, now I'm gonna blow some stuff up over here. Like, let me let me just leave with a bang because you, people will spite themselves and just to get revenge. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll, I'll cut my hand off before I let you, you know what I'm saying, belittle me again. Yeah, 100%. You're create, you've created an environment where they are completely disengaged and angry with you. So now they're doing it in a vengeful way, 100%. The other thing that I think is really important that a lot of people miss is not getting to know your team, which I think is very interesting, right? Like you spend so much time with these people, but yet you know nothing about them. I just find that so incredibly bizarre. Like, I mean, for our team, right? Like I know loads about every single person's life, like who are they dating? What types of things do they do outside of work? And like, what are their interests? And what's sort of going on and, and all sorts of things about what's going on in their personal lives as well, because work isn't, there's so much more to a person's life than just work. And if I'm going to spend 40 hours a week or 30 hours a week in our case, why would I not want to get to know this person on a more meaningful level? Like, why would I want to continue spending 30 hours a week with these people if I'm not going to care enough to know about them? So you should be asking, and if you don't know anything personal about any of your team members, not trying to say that you need to force personal information out of your team either, <laughs> right? But, but start by sharing potentially about yourself and then creating a space where they feel comfortable to share about themselves, but creating a bit of a relationship where you get to know them. And I just, I see so many organizations that don't have that at all. And I just find it incredibly bizarre. Yeah, don't, don't be creepy and, and have people fill out like a survey, just like, hey, <laughs> 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 what are your interests? I feel like I would be super suspicious. It's like, are you sure? Why do you need my mother's maiden name? <laughs> I feel like, are you going <laughs> to potentially hack my computer? Uh, yeah. That's really funny. But yeah, no, you want to get to know them so you can relate to them. Yeah, spending 30 hours a week and not being able to talk about anything besides work sounds terrible. I want to talk about like, oh, let's talk about the game. Let's talk about, you know what I'm saying? Like, we 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 have the work thing down. We're going to have our work relationship down in terms of like, we have, a project management software that where we can talk all about work, but like just I just want to connect with you because honestly we're we're gonna to be together for probably longer than you spend time with your family, right? I'm with you eight mm -hmm. hours a day, five days a week. In people's cases, eight hours a day, four days a week in our case. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I think is quite interesting that I initially heard from another podcast called Superhumans and do recommend checking out super cool podcast about HR. One of the things that they talked about was actually embracing failure that I thought was such an interesting concept where you're actually celebrating the things that you messed up on. And I mean, these are things that I, I, I do do where I like I share all the things that I didn't do so well at, right? Like that didn't go well because it creates a safety for your team to understand that you're flawed too and you're humanizing yourself and not like elevating yourself and you're also allowing for them to feel 
that sometimes failure does happen. So they judge themselves less in those situations because they recognize that it does happen and it's not something that they need to judge themselves over and that it's something that you've encountered, that you have done yourself, and you're creating the space to allow for them to try something new. Because what failure means is something was done differently. Unless they're not following an SOP, which is a different problem. But if they're doing something differently, looking to do something differently to try to improve your agency is exactly what you want them to be doing. And it potentially can be game-changing concepts, ideas, processes that can get your business, your agency out of that safe space, but into awesomeness. And so you have to allow for that comfort zone for them to feel the ability to be able to do those. Because if they're going to do something different, there's always the chance of failure. Yeah. And then um, you get to, to grow through the failure, right? So being able to have that opportunity to try new things and being able to explore and play. And that's, that's ultimately how the agency grows and gets better. I remember uh, one day, it also builds that loyalty because I remember one day in particular, we have like our, our group water cooler meeting. And then I forgot who was somebody messed up on, on some process, trying something new. And they felt like really down on themselves. And I was like, oh, no, no, like, listen, we have all failed doing like trying new things like in our positions. I was like, I remember one time I did this and I was just so scared. I was like, oh, my goodness, but I have to confront it. I was like, oh, Robert, I, I kind of I think I messed up here. And you're like, OK, well, good learning lesson. Can we fix it? Like, it, it, like, what have you tried? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we could do this. Like, I'll, I'll put in the work to do this. And it just kind of reaffirmed like this is. This is like a welcoming environment to where like I feel comfortable letting you know like, hey, like I, I, I messed up like like everybody does. Like I, I messed up. But now I know this is like it reaffirms the, the fact that it's just like, oh, you're, you're allowed to mess up. Right. Just as long as you you feel comfortable enough to come and tell me where it doesn't like you're not hiding things. You're not I'm not finding out down the line. It's just like you, you just confront it in the beginning and you're able to grow the relationship ultimately and grow the, the work environment where people feel comfortable coming to you people feel comfortable trying new things and and ultimately growing together as a as your agency 100 percent. the other final thing that i think is really important to your own development as a leader and as a business owner is actually surrounding yourself with people that are like-minded and have similar experiences i have personally developed so much from mastermind groups, from communities that I'm a part of, so much incredible insight has been derived for me. I mean, no matter how many books I read on leadership or business growth or any of these things can meet the amount of encouragement, excitement, space and freedom to know that when you are surrounded by people that are like-minded, that have been through the same experience, that you can talk things through and bounce ideas off of and have insight that you never could have had on your own, is just incredibly reaffirming, incredibly accelerating for growth, and just phenomenal to have a support of people around you. And I have, I'm a part of a couple of groups, and it just is phenomenal experience to be able to share with like-minded people that have common goals in life and in business to be able to have and share that 
that amazing community together and being able to support them and provide value to them while also being able to have them there in support when I have issues myself as well. Yeah. I mean, realistically, being able to connect and relate to people outside of your job who do the same things as you and being able to find that common ground and where they can bring that fresh perspective definitely adds value to the business and adds value to you know, you and your overall growth as well. In the end, only when you're not focused on yourself, but you're focused on your team, can you and your creative agency really simplify and scale to the place that you envisioned when you originally started having true alignment, a fun place to work that everyone really enjoys and you're providing impact to your team. I hope this episode was inspiring for you and enlightening and looking forward to hearing about your experience in creating greater alignment with your team. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. Now, chances are, if you're an agency owner listening to this podcast right now, then you may be feeling like this. Because I was finding myself constantly overworked within our business, um, constantly like too busy with fulfillment or too busy with uh, customer service needs. So I didn't have the time to go think about how am I going to close this person or what I'm going to say to this person or what am I going to do with this or what's the next strategy I need to do. Now, of course, this podcast is here to help you with a lot of things. But at one episode per week, it's going to take a while for us to share everything you need specifically for your situation. So if you're really serious about committing to fixing the problems in your agency now so you can build a truly profitable business and get your life back, then I want to invite you to apply for the Agency Accelerator Program. I'm not so stressed during calls thinking, oh my gosh, I got, I got to sell, I got to sell, I got to sell because if I don't sell, I don't make our I don't make our numbers, you know, and if I don't make our numbers, I can't pay our people. If I can't pay our people, then our business is down. This program is designed to help creative agency owners get to 1 million in revenue per year in 12 months or less. I char- typically charge one client a $3,000, anywhere from 2000 to 3000 Now I'm uh, moving towards only 5000 and up. And my latest client that I closed is a $10,000 client on a monthly retainer. We only accept about 20% of the agencies that apply to this program because we want to make sure that we only work with people who will commit the time, energy, and resources required to take what they learn in the program and use it to create an agency of their dreams. You've taught me and you've taught us how to build this within our company that if X happens, this happens. Boom, 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 boom. Like it's so systematic that it's going to work for itself. That has given me the sense of like, oh, I know what the heck I'm talking about. I know what I'm good at. I know that I can deliver upon what I want to deliver. And yeah, I gained hell of a lot of confidence for sure. So if that's you, then I want to invite you to apply today. Just hit the link in the show notes to apply for the Agency Accelerator program or go to creativeagencysuccess.com forward slash apply. Thanks. And I'll see you inside the program.